Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. How you doing, Tom? Hey, Matt. What's up, man? Uh, I am doing good, man. These long, fresh out of summer days where my <laughs> kids are back in school and like life seems to have started quickly all at once. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy, man. It's getting into a new routine. It hit us pretty damn quick. No, totally. And, and it's not like we didn't all know it was coming, but I'll tell you now that it's here. I think part of this is COVID related, right? Coming out of COVID where we, nobody had a schedule. No, no. For, for how many months? You know, like, I mean, and now we're on a schedule. I mean, it's it's just, uh, it's it's familiar and fun, but also chaotic. And I'm not really sure I missed that part. Well, yeah, yeah. And this whole new idea of like, a, what is the new normal is kind of bizarre, too, right? We still got Delta variant cruising around and it, we're we're going back to like, hey, everything's back open and, and now just slightly different. Just kidding. And can we, can, can, can we be honest about those assholes who say the new normal? I kind of want to rip their eyebrows off when they're talking. I, I, I have a problem with, with, with that and unprecedented. Oh, right. <laughs> like like that right. everything's unprecedented right now you don't have to keep saying that man yeah yeah this like, is, we got, we got because <laughs> i went to fourth grade and there, figure this out that that <laughs> yes none of this is what we should expect yes you're right, absolutely correct. right right yeah thank you nostradamus i, I appreciate <laughs> the tip yeah no it is definitely is definitely a lot so uh yeah no but but yeah i'm i'm psyched overall i mean it, there's a good positive energy in the air which i don't know if you if you see in your neck of the woods but uh, no, i don't know i'm, I'm more of a doom and gloom guy myself uh, everything's yeah. on fire <laughs> i mean i might think that about the real world but man my my neighborhood is like lit up about like anything that resembled like pre-covid anything right so like, I school is like everyone's psyched right uh, kids are over the moon uh, yeah yeah Parents my kids were happy to go back yeah. happy to go back yeah. And, and, you know, my kids are, are, you know, kids are not us, right? Like they look at this world differently than we do. And I'll be honest with you, they are not saddled with half the bullshit that I am when it comes. No, to no, stuff. no. And, and yeah. they, this is, you know, if they're relatively young, this is just how you do things now. You know, they they don't, yeah, they're yeah. not coming into it with the, Oh crap. What do you mean? It hasn't been like this for yeah, 40 yeah. years. Yeah, what the hell do you, what are you talking what, about? What, what, what do you mean? Yeah, for so my 10-year-old, like what, almost two years? So what is that? Like, I'm a terrible mathematician. Was that about 20% of her life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like- It's a good um, chunk of time right there. It's a good chunk of time. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a great point though. I mean, they, this really is what they are quite literally growing up on. So it's a completely different ballgame for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we changed schools and- uh during covid you know so the first year back it was like hey you're wearing masks there's social distancing all this stuff and they were like sure. yeah i guess that's how the school works yes that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah know. totally okay cool um yeah so so yeah so that's what i'm kind of doing these days you got anything else you got anything going on uh, no, no man i i you know i i i hope we can add this to our roster of things to talk about because i've become uh enamored uh even more so with uh Sensory deprivation chambers or float pods and uh, the the mad scientist that invented them, John Lilly. So I'd like to add that to our list at some well, point listen, to talk about. I'd absolutely love to talk about it. Um, and I think um, and to, you, this is going to kind of dovetail into what we're talking about today. But mm -hmm. but uh, I have not done a deprivation experience of any kind yet. And it's kind of really embarrassing because i don't have any valid reason for having not done it other than i just haven't done it like there's nothing but i mean for somebody who 
lives the life that I live and has the interest mm-hmm. that I have. It is a little strange that that one of the easiest, most affordable things I could possibly do in this realm, I have yet to do. Uh, you know, and and that's the thing. I think it's 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 partially the scarcity of it. It's it's partially setting aside the time. And this is something that people run into all the time: is that what what am I doing for the recovery? What what is that hour going to mean? How do I make that happen? Um, so so there's some really cool stuff there. But you're absolutely right. It it dovetails into what we're talking about today. Uh, and today, Matt, we're we're going to be talking about something that's really in your wheelhouse. Uh, we did acupuncture last time and and that's certainly my realm uh and this is a realm that uh i can i can appreciate but know very little about and and this is this is endurance training Uh, (laughs) yeah and 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 as it as it has to be for purposes of our conversation endurance training the crazy weird hacker way yes (laughs) yes absolutely like uh yeah so uh, yeah, I, although I would argue that any endurance training is is crazy, whether or not it's hacking is yeah. is kind of a different thing. But, but you know uh, what? That's a great that yeah. Go keep going, but that's a good. Yeah, we'll touch on that. I'll get back to that. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of these things. And and Matt, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have you first off, if you could define what your definition, because I know you've done a whole bunch of different events, uh, you know, various styles, various lengths, very different endurance challenges tell me what endurance events are to you as a whole what what do they encompass sure so i will loosely group that as any event that's longer than a 5k and i i don't 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 like quote me as that's the official definition but but i guess what i'm saying is is that a 5k for me at this point in my experience is a training run Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say that to sound like an asshole, but like a a three mile run for me, 3.1 mile run is, is a training run, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm doing that as a part of a training regime. I'm not doing that as an event. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where I'm chasing a food truck, if I'm running 3.1 miles. (laughs) You know, it's funny though. And, and and I think, and and I'm absolutely also trying to be clear. I'm not denigrating the 5k experience. I Mm -hmm. love 5ks for a ton of reasons, but the biggest reason I love them is the energy at a 5k is absolutely tactile. Like Mm -hmm. you, you've got people that this is a big deal to them and they are so excited to yeah. get out and do it and prove to themselves and their friends and their family that they could do this. And you got people f- battling obesity or maybe I quit smoking or maybe I quit drugs or maybe I quit drinking. And they're like, you know what, dude, fuck it. I'm doing this Turkey trot the day after Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. or the day of Thanksgiving. And, and that kind of energy is infectious for me. So like, I absolutely love that vibe, but there's an equally alluring and seductive sort of uh, awesomeness about an Ironman, which is my Mm -hmm. personal favorite race and probably couldn't get a whole lot more different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I agree with you about the energy there, but, uh, it's definitely not the lighthearted celebratory. There's there. I, I think from what I've seen, there's, there's a difference in the mindset as well. Well, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we will tap on that when we get into the brain mm-hmm. chemistry of this, but to answer your, your first question here, I think, I think endurance is, is primarily going to land in that Ironman, half Ironman marathon, half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got a whole list of categories underneath that, which would be like Olympic triathlon, sprint triathlon, tough mutter, Spartan mm-hmm. races, like, you know, anything that requires exertion over an extended period of time. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the nuts and bolts of an Ironman, let's say what, what's, yeah, what's the distance the top, there? Huh? <laughs> let's, let's, let's go for the, let's go for the big yeah. guns first. Okay. So an Ironman is three sports. It's swimming biking and running in that order and anything that says triathlon unless it's one of these sort of nouveau crazy races of which mm-hmm. there are plenty that's going to be the implied order if somebody says triathlon right so yeah. they're, they're saying you're going to jump in the water for an amount of time you're going to get on a bike 
for an amount of time and then you're going to run for an amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. So Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike and a full 26.2 marathon to finish it up. So, uh, you know, it, clearly there's going to be so many aspects of your life that you have to alter to, to make something crazy like that happen. And, uh, yeah. and I, <laughs> I, I think, why don't we start with, and, and we mentioned five K's, right? You can pick up a, you know, a, a, a podcast and listen to a couch to five K and that'll get you off your butt and out the door. Where do we start? when we're training for something that is in essence, and I used to swim before I got broader and hairier uh, and, <laughs> nice. and, and yeah. two, two plus miles is a long ass swim. Uh, How do we yeah. start chipping away at any one of those? And can we combine them? Should we break them apart and talk about them as separate animals? So, Yes, on all those things, right? Yeah, those, <laughs> those are all answers. Yes, but here, here's where I want to. With your permission, we will take a half a step back. Absolutely. Okay. So, in my mind, the pecking order of understanding how to do this is mm-hmm. is pretty much as follows: one, your brain is in charge of everything, and therefore, without a strong brain, you have absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So you can run all the five Ks you want, but you're probably not going to do well at a five K if your brain is not on board to do the five K, right? And 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 we're I'm going to get into that in a minute again with the mental part, part of this, but and you have to be in some measure of physical fitness to support the activity. But mm-hmm. I am really again when we get into the brain power in a minute. I mean, if your brain is in stellar, awesome hyper-focused mode, you can be out of shape and under-trained and still do an Ironman and, mm. and finish it on un- unhurt, et cetera, et cetera. But we've got a bunch of asterisks there. I don't do, I don't go exercising, for example. I yeah. train. I don't exercise. Like, you know, so when I go outside and I went on a run today with uh, a friend of mine who I have not gone on a run with in a long time and he just back from vacation with his kids spent eight days like eating and drinking too much. He's back and he goes, I am running September every 30 days up for 30 days in September. I'm going to run two miles a day. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I did this last year. It was great. And so I went ran with him, but one of my training protocols is a thing called Galloway method where I do a run walk paradigm. And I'll talk about that in a second, but he does not. So he just runs straight. So for me to run straight, instead of doing these breaks inside was a major um, like kind of counter to what I would normally do for training. So instead I turned today's run knowing that he wanted to do that into a training exercise. I said, you know what? I'm training to do a controlled burn for three miles, Mm -hmm. not stopping for my cadence. I'm not going to do it again tomorrow, but I'm going to do one thing and treat it as a training exercise and trade it treat it in isolate. And so that's what today was about. But the whole time we were out there running, all I was thinking about was the 15 things that I think about all the time with running that become especially important the more tired you get, because everything I do has a reason. I mean, I, yeah. I can I can say, and we're going to get into this, I know today, but I can tell you 100% everything I do for each of these modalities has an absolute method to its madness. Nothing is left to chance. Nothing is accidental. So when I'm out training, I'm literally paying attention to those details because, you know, like what everything else you do, like a supplement you take, right? You know, therapeutic dose is a thing, right? Like, you know, and so you got to, you got to treat it appropriately, right? Like you're not going to take a hundred milligrams of something where a therapeutic dose is one milligram, right? Like you're not, like you go into it with a plan because you know what the outcome is. Right. So I do the same thing. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, and that, and that speaks a lot to, to, to mindset there. Um, in, in that regard, yeah, tell me what those 15 things are. Tell me a little bit about what those are, so, you know? So perfect way to describe this was when, when I was 
when my wife was training for her first marathon, she mm-hmm. had a training schedule that she was following. And I was just overweight on the couch, lazy. And she uh, was losing weight, taking off the baby weight. You know, we had just had our second job. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was taking off the baby weight. And I was like, man, she is really like, I'm seeing these results. And like, yeah, it's yeah. great. And so I finally one day was sitting on the couch and said, hey, what's your routine this week? Just just an arbitrary question. I'm like, I don't know. What, what are you doing? She gave it to me. I went to the running store the next day. They did a video. They did a videotape. Uh, they had a video camera set up on their treadmill. So they said, run for 30 seconds. We're going to check out your gate. They gave me a couple of tips and they said, mm-hmm. here's the two or three types of shoes we think would work with your gait. Uh, which one do you want? I picked the one that was the most comfortable and I think they were $120, $130 range. And I remember saying to myself, I have to run at least $120 worth. Yeah. And I went out and I did, I think, if I remember right, and this is a long time ago, I mean, we're talking over 10 years ago. Um, but it was like something like two, three mile runs that week or something like that. And they weren't comfortable and I didn't know shit about running. Yeah. And, you know, and I realized that a, it was something fun. I did like it actually. Mm-hmm. I previously had shin splints and all kinds of reasons not to run, but I was like, you know what? This actually was fun and it was nice out, you know? And so, um, so then I started to realize that there are things you can do as a runner that, objectively make it easier mm-hmm. and, and more importantly most importantly reduce your risk of injury and one of those things i found a buddy of mine from uh from childhood in california told me about this thing called jeff galloway uh does a thing called galloway method and he had this whole thing where you were supposed to do i think he called it a miracle mile where you basically just go balls to the wall for a mile like tachycardic like go all out you know uh, you know, in the biohacker world, you heard RPE, like rate of perceived mm-hmm. exertion, like, you know, so an RPE 10, which is like your max, like, you know, do an RPE 10 magic mile and tell me what the time is. You put this time in a chart and it backed into whatever distance you were training for 5k up to a marathon. Yeah. And it would tell you what your intervals should be. And so what an interval is, is a combination of run and walk. Right. And so I started Galloway with a three one cadence, which was a three minute run and a one minute walk. And that was the, that was what he did at the time. And I loved it. My wife loved it. We did every training run on that cadence and we did every race on that cadence. I was doing 5k. I was doing a marathon. It didn't matter. I was doing three ones. That's it. I did my first Ironman with a three one cadence. Like, I mean, I I've done it every time like now is that is that three of running is that a full-out sprint is that are you pacing yourself there as well so you have two gas pedals in the in the galloway world one of them is is the actual cadence itself like you can run for longer walk for less um and then the other one is controlling your your pace during either of the high or low intervals okay in that so um but the, yeah, so those are the two gas pedals you would have. So I would say like not sprinting, no, but, um, but the people that pass me at mile two, three on a marathon, it is not unheard of that I'm passing them at mile 22 mm-hmm. and they're like half dead in a foil blanket and I'm keeping the same pace I kept at mile one. Oh, wow. Okay. You, you, you so you're giving like, yourself, uh, uh, the, the advantage of that recovery there that's yeah, built so into was, the mix it, it was initially explained to me like like a graph difference so if you look at an xy coordinates of an exhaustion chart of a human being doing say a marathon right mm-hmm. you know it starts very high on the y-axis as because you have all this power and as you go t- along the x-axis which in this case would be time that sort of slowly curves downwards until you hit absolute exhaustion which is whatever it is for you as an athlete but what galloway does instead of a nice smooth curve they were it was explained to me that it's more like a staircase so you have these plateaus that extend out so that terminus on the x-axis is going to be plotted significantly farther out on a galloway cadence than it is just running straight and so i know you know 
I, it's not like I have any science on my personal evolution with this, but I can tell you this untrained. I have run one Ironman and two marathons and one Olympic with absolutely zero training whatsoever. Wow. And they weren't comfortable. In other words, I didn't get to the end of the race feeling like a spring chicken, like I did, like I do on, say, a trained race where I, granted, I'm not a spring chicken, but I don't feel terrible, right? I'm tired, but I'm not in agony, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But the only reason that's possible is because I've got, you know, this list of things that I do each and every time, right? Uh, uh, the next one after Galloway, which, by the way, sorry, just to cap that off, I've actually, Galloway redid some of his research and found that there was not an appreciable decrease or increase, I should say, in effect from 31 to 59 seconds as there was from zero to 29. So the recommendations all got shifted to half minute uh, intervals. So I, wow. now, so I now run a 330-30 instead of a 3-1. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll run three and a half minutes and I will walk for 30 seconds. And honestly, I love it. I've, I've now run six Ironman and probably 10 marathons under that cadence. Huh. Wow. So, that's pretty impressive is now clearly you're timing that. Correct. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I mean, part I of the tech I mean, you have. Come on, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's about three thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I track everything. So, um, you know, and I, you know, it's funny though, is you, these, this technology these days is so crazy that mm -hmm. it just persists now. Right. Like, my, I have a Garmin 945 and it's a triathlon watch and it comes with two different chest tethers to do your heart rate and it, hmm. but the watch itself already, already takes your heart rate. It's like a clinical grade, like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, blood pressure or blood, uh, you know, it does your pulse ox, it does your pulse right, your respiration rate, all this stuff. And it's like, dude, this is like. 10 years ago, Olympic yeah. level athlete training yeah. activity. Well, know. I mean, you, you even mentioned going to a running store and, yeah. and being filmed. That's, that's like, that's like post-doc exercise physiology <laughs> shit. It's not like, we didn't do that in high school. You're like, no, well, what cleats yeah. do you want? I like those. Yeah. I like, <laughs> you, you know, dude, I'm wasn't. a big fan of green. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, those yeah. are Nikes. I'll I'll take the Nikes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like, oh, I like that brand. You know, it, it it was nothing about how it functioned. And and now that that is really entering into I you know, I don't want to call it weekend warrior, but like this next level of competition that isn't necessarily a you, you know, you're you're not doing it for a professional thing, you're doing it for the love of the event you know oh, totally man and and you know what i think it's funny though is you're absolutely right man if we were in a time machine and we went back five years and we saw the crazy shit that we're wearing and track oh yeah absolutely that, our brains would explode but here's the funny thing i i, I we've talked about this before i'm not like I, I have no advanced degrees in anything all i am is a curious person mm -hmm. and i'm also not a wealthy guy i mean I, I i do all right so i have access to more things than maybe some but i you know i borrow a lot i got a lot of friends but like yeah. this tech is not expensive and galloway's free like yeah. i mean that you know there's nothing there that you have to go out and buy it's just a willingness to just explore right i mean do you know how many friends i have that are hardcore runners that are you know, in their forties now or fifties. And they're like, my doctor told me I'm done running. I'm like, mm -hmm. that sucks. They're like, well, you'll get there too. I'm like, absolutely not, not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, not, I mean, I, you know, like, no, that's, I'm that's probably going to be a, a segue into our next little bit, which yeah. is, uh, well, God, we could go either way with this, but let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing besides the actual training to prepare for this. You know, we talked about the head game. We talked about the Galloway method. Right. You got some you, what are you putting in your body? What are you doing post run? Those well, kind of things. Well, I, so it, it kind of is inextricable from just the idea of how to train in the first place. Right. Like yeah. another thing, you know, one of the other check things and, and I'll, I'll, I won't go into every single sport and everything, but I think one really good example that, that I can give examples for, for any of the modalities though, is like, it's not, yeah, Galloway is how I time myself and that's mm -hmm. how I prevent and stave off injury. Yeah. 
But let's, but what about the efficiency of running itself? Here's the thing, man. We're not, we're, we're born to run away from cheetahs and shit chasing us, but we're not, yeah. we're not the, the technical prowess of Hussein Bolt is yeah. not normal human activity, right? Like somebody <laughs> taught him how to do that. He, he's, he's an outlier for sure, but yes, well, there, there no, is his speed is an outlier. <laughs> But his training and his ability to do things in that specifically technical of an order, yeah, that is an absolute learned trait. And I think one of the things about anything we do, or certainly anything you and I talk about on this show, but yeah. anything in the world that you're going to do well is going to be a combination of innate skill, like whatever you're born with, which yeah. I was not born a runner, so that automatically I'm fucked in that category. Mm-hmm. So that leaves me with the only alternative, which is study your brains out about the best way to do it. Like, and mm-hmm. for me, there's this thing called pose running, which the gas pedal for your body is the, the tilt forward or backwards. Mm-hmm. Now, in an ideal academic vacuum of running, as it were, I would want to keep a cadence the exact same, whether I'm on flat ground, running up a hill or running down a hill. So how do you control that if you're going up a hill? Well, you lean forward lean forward yeah and you lean really far forward the more the more the hill the more you lean forward and if you're going down a hill the opposite is true right i'm going to lean backwards right and what does that do well it saves downhill it saves the torture on your quads you know trash them on the way down a hill and if you're like i am in baltimore there's nothing but hills so mm-hmm. doing a training run i do a 10 mile training run i'm going up and down plenty of hills like, I don't want to be shredding my quads 15 yeah. times on a run. So, no, I'm leaning back. You know what, though? That took me probably a year to learn how to do officially. Like, that was a, like, every day I went running, that was a training thing. I have similar examples for swimming, biking, and running. And I think that, first and foremost, you have to be clear with yourself about what are you training for. For the first year I did this, I was training to learn how to do that. Like I was like, yeah. I don't, I want to figure out how to mer- marry pose running and Galloway timing like that. And that to this day, that remains my cocktail for running, right? Like yeah. that's it. Like, and then every year, two years, I go back in and see if those theories still hold true. That's how I found out Galloway changed his tune and went dialed back. Never occurred to me to change it from a minute to 30 seconds, but you know what? Some good science comes out. He ran a bunch of tests. I said, well, it's just 30 seconds. Let's see what happens. Turns out it was a, it was a huge yeah. upgrade, huge upgrade. <laughs> so, um, once you figure that out though, then you can start talking about the rest because the rest of this stuff is all fine tuning. And, and so, you know, food wise, uh, you know, I, did I tell you, I think I did, I did the, uh, Everly well food sensitivity test. Oh, really? You you told me you did it. I didn't I didn't hear about the results yet though. So like four hundred foods. Don't I, I don't I forget. I should <laughs> I should know this. It was like four hundred foods that they they test you for. Yeah. And here's the trippy part. I make my own mix of of nuts, which is yeah, one yeah. of my food staples for sure. Because I do a combination of Brazil nuts, cashews, pine um, pine nuts, walnuts, lots of walnuts, almonds and uh macadamia nuts and i make it myself i keep it on the counter and it's like my go-to snack right um Uh and took this food sensitivity i've been doing this for a decade man like a like for a long time take this test and what comes up on my moderate list of in in, uh, reactions but cashews and almonds yeah and I was like, what the fuck? I've been eating these things for years. Like, and I never had any problems like it, you know, but every time I ate nuts, I had a little bit of heartburn, you know, mm. I do, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. Took all the cashews out and all the almonds and finished up that batch. Guess what? I didn't have anymore when I ate nuts. No, no more heartburn, huh? No more heartburn. And it wasn't big heartburn. It wasn't enough for me to even raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing and how when you take something out though, you notice that that little thing going little, super little. Yeah. Like super little. And now so I'm like sitting there going, all right, well, I'm almost irritated that I found that out because there's like 40 foods on that list. And I'm gonna have to like kind of start digging in, and that just sounds like a huge pain in the ass, but but 
it, it, that's the only way you can do it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's no other, I mean, what else are you going to do? You know, it, it's crazy to me because there's there's quite a few uh, food sensitivity tests. And uh, the one you mentioned is is great. You do it at home, right? This yeah. is not a, a giant one that you have to spend thousands of dollars on. But I've heard from some patients that have done it, right? And they're, they might be trying to do a keto diet or like they, right, they took right. out some things they knew were irritating them. But then they get the list back and it's like no avocados. And they're like, that's, that's, that was my go-to now. You know, it's like, what, what am I supposed diet. to do? <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know, save a ton of money. They're fucking expensive. You know, oh man. Yeah. It's, but you know what? One of them, I drink two cups of coffee a day. I, I'm yeah. really regimented with this. Like I don't. And honestly, at these days, the coffee is actually a delivery strata for my Ceylon cinnamon. I got for you. The, for, you know, like, which is another supplement that I. But, hey, I mean, there's so eat. much um, blood sugar with that. And, uh, yeah, you so, know, yeah, it's amazing. It, great stuff. Yeah. no, And so I figure like, I'm like, well, how am I going to eat? I think therapeutic dose of Ceylon is something like a quarter teaspoon, which is. <laughs> A fucking ton of cinnamon. Hey, oh, just don't do the, the cinnamon challenge. We don't need to see that, man. No, We're too old just, for that shit. It, it's just funny because I'm like sitting there going, you know, I want to get the benefits of this and see if it does anything. And it did, by the way, lower glucose for me. But I, it's hard to say because I, I'm so hot and cold with, mm-hmm. with sugar that when I'm in a mode, I'm, I'm like usually hard out. And when I'm not, I'm, I'm usually pretty liberal about it right like just came out of summer and you know august is like crazy vacation month mm-hmm. and i was just eating ice cream with the kids and like it was just you know desserts every night like it was crazy like but now i'm the exact opposite right like now i'm cleaning that up and it's it's a hundred percent return so yeah yeah so yeah, and my I, a1c is a little tough <laughs> i got i got a little sad when i when i saw some research about uh coffee recently and it's it's not enough to deter me, but but losing trace minerals, potassium, sodium, uh, even even the from sodium chloride, you lose the oh. the the chlorine too, uh, the chloride. Sorry. Um, so you, you know this this idea that like oh shit, do I just stop drinking coffee or do I just take more trace minerals? Like, what's that uh, trade off for everybody? Right. What is that? Is what I did, Alex. <laughs> I have, uh, let me add something in. I have, uh, I have added for a long time. Actually, I was doing, uh, I put a, you never seen those grinders that are like thumb, activated. like the one pen ones. Yeah. yeah those yeah, are kind of right, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I put this like crazy foofy salt in there. It was like some Alia, like volcano salt or <laughs> you know, shale from some lake and God only knows where, you know, it's just some yeah. stupid salt. Um, and I would grind it up in there and throw a little bit of apple cider vinegar. And that was my morning wake up for years. Yeah. Um, kind of, again, it's all about those trace minerals, like putting them back until I found out that they actually sell trace minerals on Amazon. And now I just put 30 drops of this, like some lake in the Middle East saline type thing. It's like a trace mineral thing, you know, but I'm like super easy. It's like part of my morning now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny how uh, when you, when you turn something into a routine and it becomes, you know, your standard. Uh, no, totally. it, it's it 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 doesn't. You don't even think twice about it. But you know what? That that actually you you hit the perfect segue accidentally. Like routine, man, is is really what this all comes down. I, I thought that was intentional, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, routine is like the thing, man. You know, look when I took the you know when I got lazy in COVID, when, when I was just working a lot and there wasn't yeah. anywhere you can go, getting back into exercise was a giant lift. And it's cause that routine was gone, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, not only are you out of shape physically, but you're out of shape mentally. Like you just don't, you don't make it a priority. You don't, you know, the, the things you're doing, you're calling in. Like, yeah. like I told you today when I went on that run and I'm thinking about doing a run that's not Callaway that then goes into a whole list of things because now I'm hyper-focused on injury prevention, knowing I'm not going to have the benefit of taking a break. So now I'm paying attention to how high is my heel coming up on my shin? How, 
how rigid are my arms at my side? Am I wasting any energy pumping forward and backward? Is my head bouncing up and down? Can I flatten that out? Like, and I'm, and I'm like, is my chest pointed forward? Is my pose angle right for the Mm. hill I'm on? Like it's that routine goes away and having that routine makes all of this stuff hundreds and hundreds of times easier yeah to get your head around right so you know when people ask me these questions and and by the way this is like a very common conversation for me to have which is hint hint why we had it i'm supposing but but like the easiest thing to say between because they're like how did you go from this like chubby kid to running 20 marathons i'm like well one i was sick of being chubby so Mm -hmm. i guess that's Mm -hmm. one thing but but two this is right down my middle of my wheelhouse, man, like nerding out on like techniques on how to make your body do better and different. You know, I take CoQ10 initially because I heard it helped in ATP production. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And so, well, that was, and, and that was sort of the, the, the tail that wagged the dog kind of thing of my interest in supplementation because the triathlon guys, right. They're like, Hey man, my doctor told me to pump, you know, stack out on, on CoQ10 because, you know, it'll, it'll make my metabolic, my ATP better produce and the metabolic pathways that led up to that and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit means, but I'll have more energy doing a race. I'm in. Yeah. You know, off to GNC, I went and stacked up on alpha lipoic acid and, uh, and CoQ10. And, you know, I still take both of them today, uh, years and years and years later. I don't know if it's necessarily for the same reasons. I think now I'm switched over to the antioxidant, mm-hmm. you know, cardiac health sides of both of those compounds and, and respiratory health with the ALA stuff. But, but like I, I started that journey just getting curious about like, how do I make this piece a little bit more efficient, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't want to get hurt that is an absolute prime objective. (laughs) Like, you know, I do not want to have an injury. Like this is the most important thing ever. And I'm not getting younger every day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I, I think maybe, maybe, maybe this is something to ask. Have you been injured? I have, um, obviously injuries are a part of doing anything Mm -hmm. competitively, but I will say this, my injuries have been, I mean, the most obvious is they've been a lot less frequent. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been injured one hand amount of times. Every other runner I know, regardless of their engagement level, mm-hmm. has been injured dozens of times. Yeah. Like, so, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I see quite a few of them in clinic. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like way abnormal for a guy who's done as many uh, just forget about races. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more training exercises that go into those races, but Dude, I, I've done a lot, and I, I'm reasonably uninjured. Um, and my injuries were repetitive use injuries. So I had IT band yeah. for my first Ironman. I had IT in both legs, um, which was pretty painful. I remember taking uh, taking a bathroom break in the urinal, and you know, urinals are like I don't know, six inches off the ground. You know, just yeah, yeah. enough for a skid to get under it uh, at four fifty and under it. And that drop felt like I jumped off the side of a building. I was like, it just sent like shockwaves. Oh. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know what? I learned a lot about IT band a couple mm-hmm. weeks after that Ironman. And guess what? I've never had again. <laughs> so, you know, and it's not because I've run any less. My volume has definitely increased since those days. And, okay. Uh, and it ain't that. So, and I'm not younger, I'm over a decade older. So that's, that's not it either. You know? Um, uh, so what just, did you, did you do anything specific to recover from that? Was that just rest? Was that, uh, that was all those crazy ass stretches that they do for, uh, you know, those, the, I, the, the Suzanne summer thigh master type, you know, exercises. Yeah. All that. <laughs> What was one of them called? Like urinating on a hydrant? You know, you're like, you're on all fours and you kind of lift your leg upside. Yeah. And you uh, yeah. look like a dog pissing on a fire hydrant. Were they really Suzanne Summers? Were they really yeah, Suzanne? 
Yeah, you have to take like a medicine ball and put it between your legs and squeeze it. She's had some some interesting from being Chrissy on uh, Three's Company to to talking about bioidentical hormone replacement and and exercise. Quite a quite a twist for the one that they made a a ditzy blonde. Oh, Uh, that is true. But yeah, those (laughs) those old Thighmaster commercials that she did are basically like the entire IT band exercise. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. Well, it's that, that, uh, you, you know, it's strengthening those, which well, mm. I always forget. It. Adductors. Yeah. Adductors. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just strengthening that. Like it's not, you know, again, we're just dumb chemistry set monkeys. Like this isn't that difficult, you know, like you just, like, I, I would argue that we're advanced consciousness that was pl- implanted uh-huh. into a primate uh-huh, and, and we have no idea what to do with any of this. Yeah. <laughs> That could also be very true, man. I mean, but it's just funny how like you're sitting there going, you know, look, this one stupid little like nonsensical variable, like taking out cashews, like how innocuous is that? It's not like I go into anaphylactic shock every time I'm in the room. No, no, yeah. yeah. Been eating my whole life. I mean, you know, like it's crazy. But it's it's so funny, and I think that's that's part of the reason why we're into this, right? What are those what are those micro changes we can make? What are those little things that you can almost not notice in your life that actually add up and have that impact, right? It's not, yeah. you know, like look, look, if we had millions and millions of dollars rolling in, maybe we'd be getting stem cells every six months or something like that. Well, yeah, but we but, but would. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. But I don't know. I look at that. I'm like, uh. that's a lot of shots. <laughs> but you know, I also go to. I just did my first triathlon in you know since COVID, so mm-hmm. you know almost two, pretty much two years. And it was an Olympic distance resurrection of an old race I used to do. Yeah. And I saw a guy I've seen a million times, and he's older than me. I think he's in his mid fifties, and he's got what is probably a $15,000 bike. And that is the second or third $15,000 bike I've seen this guy with. So more expensive than my first couple of cars, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) And and I'm not saying my bike wasn't free, but I'm nowhere even close to that. I think my bike used on, ebay i think i got for 1500 bucks and i think knew it was 3000 so yeah yeah so even so you're talking about a fifth of the price that and guess what it's fast as shit you know like i mean you can definitely buy some speed with a bike um yeah but guess what you can't buy doing there's these things called wind-up drills that you do on a bike where you kind of go from a either stopped or what's more likely once you're going you kind of slow down and then all of a sudden you go Balls to the wall for like 30 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. But you do it slowly, like a windup. So you go from like RPE of one up to RPE 10, and yeah. then you, you taper off and you take a break and you do it again. You know what that trains you for is when the gust of wind all of a sudden blows and smacks you in the face. Right in the and face, you go yeah. From doing 20 miles on your bike to doing 17. Well, if you if your legs know how to do that motion and you, your heart and lungs can handle the cardiovascular strain of doing that exertion, then you're fine. And you're off to the races. You maintain your 20 and your time stays where it is. Now, I don't need my body to perform at that level, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I also don't need to spend $15,000 on something that is not going to make me you know, that extra 13000 or, you know, $12,000, all that buys me is lighter gear. Yeah. And then in a wind tunnel, you know, the scientific wind tunnel, when they've got a smoke screen coming off you, you are performing infinitesimally small increases at a, in a wind tunnel with billion dollar equipment around you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But like with an even a professional athlete, what is the time difference over the course of an Ironman, which is the longest bike distance of any, I guess, mass race, right? Yeah. You've got niche races all over the place that are longer, but like an organized race, that's sort of pretty much a, the longest standard one. And like, you're not talking about huge differences. Yeah. You know, at the elite level athlete, I would be shocked if there's any difference appreciable, right? Like, so, okay, so save your money and buy a nicer plane ride to the Ironman or 
Yeah, get, get a nicer <laughs> hotel room. Maybe get one a nicer hotel room. Maybe man. one that has a, a spa in the hotel. Take you know? your uh, significant other out to a really nice dinner. You're yeah. still in the black on that investment, right? Yeah, man. Um, but but I, I, before we before we go too much further, I think the one thing that I and I said at the at the head of the show, I think your brain is without question both the most important mode of training as well as the hardest like yeah, hands yeah. down um you and i have a similar you know background with things like you know martial arts and meditation and, and whatnot um for me doing an endurance race becomes one giant meditation mm-hmm. i can see that I you, can see you, that. you know and and I, I say that in so many measurable ways that it's hard to even put a finger on, but like, mm. you know how bored you are nine and a half hours into an Ironman. Like, right, listen, man, I, that's why I stopped. That's another reason why I stopped swimming. I, I like, God, I've been in the pool for a fucking hour. Yeah. I could right. at the same line. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> this damn line won't go away. Yeah. So, so you gotta be, really comfortable entertaining yourself Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And, you know, I get up my kids ass all the time about being on their phones and not being able to be independent in their mind. Like, I mean, I don't know about your kids, but man, if there's not something to do for more than Mm -hmm. three and a half Mm -hmm. seconds, there is a hand reaching for a device. Like there is zero ability for downtime. for them. Digital natives is one of the terms for them. Oh yeah. Uh, my daughter just said, "Now we've called them Generation Alpha, which is oh, they ran it, they ran out, they ran I out. I mean, we 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 upticked. We, we, went, we just set it back. It's like why Mayan, did they start at X, man? Why did they it, call us X? It's the Mayan calendar reset. <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> we got another turn on this wheel, huh? Another turn on that wheel, yeah. So, um, but but yeah. So one of the things that one of the thing I one of the things I think triggers me so much about that behavior is." A person who has that proclivity, and I and I, mm-hmm. and I, I jest their kids. I mean, this is their natural way, but in, but I know a lot of adults like this too. Yeah. And an adult or any human being, for that matter, who can't be at peace with themselves with no other influence, is is in for a harder go of things. Like that's not going to mm. be easy for you, right? And and I think for me, one of the biggest helps in my Ironman you know, journey, if you will, was taking up yoga because it, you got to have a ton of patience. Yeah. You, you know, and, and you got, there's no rushing a 90 minute yoga class. Like you just, you can't get out of it. Right. No. So when I'm sitting there designing my training protocol for Ironman, um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm going to go on a couple training runs, right? I'm going to pay attention to my pose and my my Galloway, right? I'm going to go to two cycle classes, though, instead of going out on the road because the cycle class gets me up, out of the saddle, down in the saddle, forward, different hand positions. Yeah. That the, the hit nature of a cycle class, it does wonders more than steady state exercise for – yeah you know, out there. So like, you're just getting a better workout in general. I took, yeah. you know, I took like almost an hour off my Ironman time by taking away bike riding on the road wow. and just switching to two times a week. You, you know, and, and they talk about that. So you're talking about heart rate variability there, right? So it's, right, it's, right. They'll, they'll compare it to upgrading the engine in your car. Like oh, yeah. you, I've made this engine so much bigger. It can handle so much more, you know? And, and I got to tell you, I had not heard that before, but that is an absolutely perfect way of describing it. It was like, it was just so much, I was so much better prepared for that race and everyone since that I was kind of kicking myself in the face going, what was I doing? Like, why would I get on a bike for like 10 hours straight when I could have just gone to a 40 minute cycle class and had a better training? Mm. I mean, you you know, this is just, just crazy. And then I'll swim, you know, and I'll do all that. But you know what? I also threw in, I threw in, I used, I was doing jujitsu still on the weekends. I yeah. was doing two yogas a week and I was doing rock climbing once a week because these are all patience games, right? So mm-hmm. rock climbing, yoga, and martial arts are all strategic 
strategically doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm going to be in a warrior three pose, but I'm in it for 15 seconds yeah. and then I'm going to switch to the other side and I'm in this like, and I'm focusing on every nuance of the stretch yeah. muscles in my body and my balance and this and that, like yeah. that ability, that discipline rather is, is I think really helpful in an endurance training. Yeah. And I setting. think you touched, you touched on something there also when you were talking about the running, which is like you have multiple things that you're going through, right? So even though you, you might be holding a still pose in yoga or you're running the same cadence or whatever it is, all of these small parts have to be focused on and worked on and figured out ahead of time so that it can all come together in this synthesis. Right. You know? Right. And, and you know what they say, you know how they say in meditation, that's why they call it practice. Like you're not actually right. Like, and and so every sit, every time you sit, you're, you're practicing, right. You're not technically ever doing meditation. You're just practicing the next time yoga is the same way, but like what you're doing with this stuff when you're running a, a, a race is you're learning about you as a person, as a being. And when you're practicing for the next race, you're, you're, you're honing the things that you didn't like as much and you're yeah. leaning in on the things that you really did like. And listen, I, I say this all the time. I'm like, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but like I would be pretty willing to just willy nilly go on a marathon with anybody. If they asked me on a whim, <laughs> you, you know, not because I think it's a great idea, not because I have the time or whatever, or even want to, but, I could physically do it if I mm-hmm. wanted to, but it's not because I'm like some crazy like exercise guy. I'm like easily 15 pounds out of shape right now. Like I'm not like, you know, but it's the brain thing. Like yeah. brain power is, is there. Like I might've gained weight or gotten out of shape or whatnot, but my brain didn't go anywhere. Right. Like that's still here and rocking and rolling. And for me, that is something that uh, if it ever went would make this whole <laughs> shebang much harder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So the th- unfortunate part is, and I just wanted to tie it into how we normally frame all this stuff. About, like, <laughs> it's going to be a tricky one. Yeah. With voting and numbers and no. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. I, I think this is one of those double edged sword activities because on one hand you could be that dude who bought a $15,000 bike you know, and, and there's no shortage of gadgets you can buy from training yeah. watches to power meters and your bike and like all this crazy stuff. I mean, you can go hog wild, right? But you also don't have to, right? Like I did my first Ironman on a like mountain bike type thing, like a hybrid mountain bike. And I did my second one on a regular 10 speed, like I, you know, um, I didn't get my real triathlon bike until I think Ironman three mm. and like, so, so yeah, I got there, but that was because I chose to not because I, it was a prerequisite to do it. You, you know, like I think my first bike was like a $200 like target, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. bike. um, and running shoes. Yeah. You know, you can get two, $300 running shoes or you can get a hundred dollar running shoes. Like, you know, like, yeah, I like, you know, so there's ways you can do this that don't cost a ton of money. So I really, this one's a hard one to grade only because of that for me. Right. Like, well, I, what I, well, maybe, maybe entrance is cheap, but if you, you can take it exponentially higher, I think is, yeah. is a good way to frame that. I mean, I always paint this perspective though. The first Ironman was done by a bunch of like, hippies from hawaii like you know like they didn't have anything they were wearing like jeans to run that thing like they're not (laughs) you know these guys were not at all thinking about the aerodynamics of their bike they were on like beaters you know like this was not let's say but isn't that the evolution of uh, like any any sport you know yeah, I, I guess the point is, is you can do it, man. You know, yeah, like, you don't have to be like literally. You don't even need shoes to really run, right? do you? Yeah, you don't need a wetsuit to swim. But here's the thing: practically, it makes a little sense. Yeah, but you could. I rented my first wetsuit for I think they I had a rental 
company and i think it was something called like rent my wetsuit.com or something it was something like not really even so many other people's pee <laughs> but i think it was like 50 bucks for the race and they let yeah, me keep yeah. it for like three days right so i got it yeah. the day before i could try it on and i can and then I, you know so i was like all right so yeah it cost me 50 bucks but you know it's a 600 or 500 wetsuit i didn't wetsuit, buy yeah. and i'm gonna wear this thing one time a year <laughs> yeah so, um at but least you know for what? a few years it makes sense yeah even that though you can actually be smart about it you know how i got mine is i rented one and they said hey this wetsuit's end of life and you already have it would you buy you you paid i think it was like 75 dollars for that wetsuit something it was under 100 bucks they're like do you mind if you gave us another 100 you can keep it and i was Why like not? done <laughs> so i'm like you know, under 200 bucks, I'm getting this wetsuit and I forget what it was, but it was, again, these wetsuits are like, you know, anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars. So somewhere in that range, it was definitely more than, you know, the a little under 200 bucks that I paid for it. And so like, if you just, and then I found a guy who was selling a bike online on eBay, he was moving, couldn't take it with him. I got a $3,000 bike for half that, right? Like, so, you know, it, you, there's deals out there. You just have yeah. to be kind of willing to chase them down, right? Yeah. Keep your that eyes That being open. said, dude, I spent way too much money on this hobby. So I, I'm going to, if I have to pick a number, it's going to pretty much be a negative five on the cost. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I got I to say, any anything I think you do, you go all in on. Though, yeah, I mean, so. I, mean I, I guess I, that's not fair. A negative five would be like, you know, $30,000 stem cells in my every joint of my body twice a year. Like, no, I, I guess it's not quite that bad, but it's certainly in the negatives for sure. Like, I got gotcha. you. It's definitely not a cheap sport. But here's the thing. I, I think that it's a well-established one. So from like, you know, what it does and what it brings to the table, it's pretty clearly evolved. So like that, that is pretty high. I, I like that a lot. And I, I think that if you're the type of person with a wandering brain or somebody who struggles with like anxiety or depression or just general restlessness, like doing an endurance sport in a way that is engaging like all of your muscles, your brain, your actual muscles, everything I have found it, and I know tons and tons of people that are in this sport have all found it extremely therapeutic in that regard. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, whatever the highest rating I could give something, and then multiply that by a ton. Like, I mean, I, I really strongly believe in the in the therapeutic benefits of it. I, but you know, those people that you see at a race with like crusty leather, orange skin because they've been in the sun every day for you know training outside, like that's not training smart and that person doesn't look healthy to me yeah and i gotcha that, i gotcha yeah, there is you know, overtraining they're doing it the right way and there's doing it uh just to get through it too you know yeah right right so but but yeah so anyway i, I i'm kind of a nerd with it and i think it's actually like I, I, one of the things i'm really happy that we got to talk about was the nerdy cycle side of it because mm-hmm. the nerdiness here is pretty attainable Right. Like if you wanted to get into it on the cheap and, and stay out of getting hurt, this is not something that you can't do. Yeah, you can you, know, you can it's like, it's Google some methods and, and figure it out and, and put them into place pretty easily. Yeah, there is an objectively better way to swim than not. Right. Like, yeah. And that's something that a hundred people before you have done. Like just figure it out, right? <laughs> and then try ten of them and pick the one you like. It's not it's not rocket science, right? So well anyway, man, thanks. I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate oh, this. Was, this was good, man. Yeah, this was good. So, uh, you getting in anything? Uh, you, you, you reading anything? You getting in anything? So, I know you, you mentioned it last time. Uh, Arjuna's uh, radical brilliance. I started the other day, and okay, I know I, 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 so I'm, I'm into the beginning stages. I, I audio book it quite often. Uh, just because of uh, time to actually sit down and read. So I'm only about five chapters in. Got it, uh, got it, got it. But I, I got to say, the guy is is on to something. And I think uh, pointing out some of my flaws without directing a book at me is kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, he's yeah, I do that. That's <laughs> well, if, if you are. Um... If you are <laughs> just as a spoiler, alert, it gets it gets more intense i'm, I'm sure i'm sure yeah so uh so yeah you should look forward to that 
for sure. Um, I have finished that book. I actually, you know, obviously I really, really liked that um, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I am in between books right now because I just finished that and I have not had a chance to really start again. But I think I'm actually going to do a reread next um, on a book called Moonwalking with Einstein. Oh, okay. I, you, I believe you and I discussed this before. Yeah, it's uh, by a guy named Josh Foer, I think, for F-O-E-R. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it was uh, he was a reporter who did a whole piece on national memory championships mm-hmm. and mnemonics and all this stuff. And he ended up becoming the U.S. champion through his research. And what I like about this book a lot is not only is do I find that incredibly nerdy and fun, who who doesn't think it's kind of funny that some dude could memorize pi to like a thousand. It's, it's always looks incredible when you, right. when you see somebody just rattling it off and you're just like, damn, how do I do that? That would be awesome. But so he goes through the science of how to do it in that book. And, and there's, it's absolutely a learnable trick. And I'm not going to say that I ever did, but I did do the one mnemonic exercise that they prescribed in that book. And I don't remember it anymore, but for good, good couple of years there, I had that thing like totally memorized, even though I hadn't read the book in forever. So mm. um, it's either that or a book called Lifespan. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. So Lifespan is is something I might do, but it's a little heavy right now. And I'm not <laughs> sure I want to get into that kind of book right now. You know? But it's a, it's also about, you know, hacking your way to the future you know immortality yada yada, yada. and so who, who's that is that sinclair is that sinclair um, no that's yeah, that's longevity no, um yeah no it is uh god no i'm gonna i'm gonna totally remember to see right, listen you know what's gonna end up happening every time i talk to somebody and they mention a book it ends up going into it a wish list, going into a wish list. <laughs> yeah no it's by, yeah it is by sinclair you're right no, oh okay all right yeah i've i've heard very good things about that david sinclair yeah so um yeah so that's on my that's on my list um as well so Oh, but in, actually, in, I bought it. <laughs> uh, you're hilarious. Yeah. Maybe I need the memory book first. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that guy. What's his name with the uh, with the uh, memory? The, the speed Jim Quick. Memory. Jim yeah, Quick. Jim Quick. There you go. Yeah, I got to get up one of those. You're probably on that too. You should check that out. I, you know, I uh, he, he my claim to fame is he's actually commented on on some of my posts here and there, but only. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny look at me i'm big time yeah good for you man good for you thousand followers all right well listen man enjoy uh enjoy your week everybody else as well and uh we'll talk to you soon all right take it easy yeah you too be subversive irreverent health is wealth but you knew that everybody knows that but so was following us on social media at irreverent health and check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.